0: teams were 440 and O when they score at least 39 points or more and have zero turnovers until week two, NFL Sunday happened. Thank you Falcons for another <laughs> lovely amazing thing. just just providing utter joy for the rest of the NFL community. Your fans want to burn down the entire city, your stadium, and kill everyone on the team. But thank you for providing us some joy. Welcome to On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan, an award-winning podcast, On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan. And I can barely see it. I, I know it's back there. I can kind of tell.
1: Oh, you can see it back there?
0: Yeah, I can kind of see it' Yeah, it's outline. kind of in a bad spot. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to put on display, especially at a distance.
1: <clears throat> well, I feel like once I get my desk my the desk I built done, get that it's all sanded, it's gotta do the staining on it. But uh <clears throat> hopefully when I get so once I get that done, I can have a, a better setup here for the podcast. So you should hopefully be able to see it better.
0: Derf out here making desks. You can make mine next. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll work on th- that.
1: It's pretty simple, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a look at it once it's done, and I'll I'll right. let you know if I want it. If not, you know, maybe we'll we'll draw up a new design or something. We'll we'll go. figure it out. But All week right. two NFL action has concluded. Uh, I didn't count up what my record was. I did pretty good oh, this week. I think we both did, did pretty, pretty
1: good. You uh you got me by one because of yeah. the one game we disagreed on. But uh, yeah, you were, four, you were 14. Yeah, you were 14 and two. I was 13 and three.
0: Let's go. I got three wrong. That's pretty good.
1: No, you got two wrong.
0: I got three wrong. Well, oh, well, I guess because I guess there's two different ways I do it. You know, there's what we uh, say, and then there's what I put in my app uh, for uh, one of my fantasy football leagues for a pick em. And I actually did pick the Falcons to beat the Cowboys in my app. Mm-hmm. So I got three wrong there. But hey, between us wink wink uh i got two wrong I feel <laughs> it. boy that that falcons cowboys game oh, tj's man. in the house tj's two and oh as well in the on and off the field fantasy football league i think we got tj you yeah and one of the mats because i think we have two mats in the league uh I mm-hmm. think matt matt fink maybe i think is uh also two and oh in our league because Fred just got done destroying me this past week. <laughs> I went 0-3 in the fantasy football leagues this weekend. So, And I didn't, and none of those injuries really even mm. impacted my team. All the injuries that happened this week did not affect my team, and I still went 0-3, so cheers.
1: <laughs> That's rough.
0: Yeah, it's not like, oh, man, all these injuries happened. I lost, like, three of my starters. Nope. Mm-hmm. All my guys just suck, Um, (laughs) but you know, if you want to be in the loop on fantasy football, if you want to be in the loop on NFL news, if you want to check out our takeaways, as right after the one o'clock game, Thursday night game, four o'clock game, Sunday night games, we post the take a couple of takeaways from the games that played on our Instagram, you know, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter. If you want to check all that out, you have to follow, you have to like. You have to subscribe and share and do all of these different things, and Fred can give you the skinny
1: on all of that. Oh yeah. Oh, make sure to follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we are live on right now. Make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, because those reviews count. So we're know, so that we know how we're doing and what you like or dislike about the show and you can find all these links at on and off along with our fundraising efforts merchandise and to learn more about dylan myself and this award-winning show
0: award-winning mine's over there i'm still trying <laughs> to figure out what i'm going to do i want to change yeah. so much about my setup but i just yeah. don't have the space or the technology Mm -hmm. We're up to 14 reviews or 14 ratings, at least. And our latest review comes from Dr. Boomer. And it says, it's my new favorite podcast. And he says, the podcast binge starts now. I don't know if he is binging. I appreciate the review, though. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Boomer. TJ Burns. How many points will the Seahawks put on the Cowboys this Sunday? No. No. If Russell Wilson keeps playing like Russell Wilson, he's because you know what? If you go back to the playoff game, the Seahawks lost against the Cowboys. The Seahawks were still a run first team and we were getting decimated. We couldn't run the ball because mm-hmm. the Cowboys had like a top three front seven. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Russell, we're not a, we're not a run first team anymore. We're a balanced team. We're a we're a play team by team. So if the team has a strong run defense. Russell Wilson will torch him in the back end. That's kind of what we're doing now. That's what the Hawks are doing now.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: I think I think Russell Russell will have a big day. But the Seahawks had their fair share of injuries. I do not feel good about losing Bruce Irvin, one of our pass rushers. One of our so now it's just a weaker pass rush, which is already probably the worst in the league. So I don't feel good about Dak Prescott having literally all day in the pocket because mm-hmm. um, that's what the Seahawks are going to give them next week. But for more information on that, tune into Thursday's episode where we preview week three matchups. But yeah. this episode is mainly for week two recap. But there's my breakdown. Yeah, at least 30. Yeah, I'd say I say you're safe bet for at least 30, especially since they're at home. Defense for the boys is average at best. You can't give up 30 points on any team in the NFL being called good in the NFL. I'm talking about in the playoffs back in the day. What was that two or three years ago? Not mm-hmm. this year. No, that defense is pretty suspect this year. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, so we'll just skip down and you know what we're gonna start uh real quick with one of our favorite topics, our least knowledgeable topics.
1: The others
0: Billy Donovan got hired.
1: I saw that little breaking news there.
0: Yeah. He's gonna be the head coach for the Chicago Bulls.
1: Yeah, he told uh, he told the fender, "See you later."
0: Who who plays for the Bulls?
1: <laughs> Who's on that I team? Don't, I don't know anymore. I used to know, like a few Barrett years Rose ago. Rose used
0: to be there, like a decade. He used ago. to be
1: there, like, oh, uh, <laughs> what was the other guy? Joakim Noah. Oh yeah, when Derrick Rose was there. there, he was there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know anyone now i
0: think i think billy's got his work cut out for him if i'm not mistaken
1: oh I'm sure. i don't
0: <laughs> i don't know what the bulls got going on <laughs> over there but from what i can guess it's nothing good i said uh, they weren't in the bubble and so he yeah he was with the thunder you confirmed that for me mm-hmm. his name seemed familiar but yep. the thunder yeah that, that's an interesting team they had there the thunder seemed Relatively successful, but it was time for a change. They have a decent team there. Yeah, it's always good to have they. Have, they have Chris Paul these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a team that has potential, but Billy Donovan wasn't wasn't going to be the one for them for much longer. That's fair. Bryson DeChambeau won the Open.
1: Nice. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh,
0: so, congrats to him. It's his first major. That he's won. Uh, and it was a tough course. And, you know, Bryson played it. I, I watched as much as I could, which was not a lot. Mm-hmm. Bryson played it where I'm going to hit the ball as hard as humanly possible, in which for <laughs> him is above average, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't care if he hits the fairway or not. He's going to hit it as hard as he can, get it as far as he can, play it out of the rough, and mm-hmm. He played it very well. I nice. Hitting fairways is not the popular option these days. I'm going for distance, and if I get a little slice and I end up in the rough, eh, so be it. I'll hit it out
1: of the rough. Not like us on Saturday? <laughs>
0: right, yeah. For us on Saturday, we want to hit the fairways, but we end up in the rough, and we can't hit out of the rough. So it's just a, it's a complete mess, disaster when we do it.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I was laying on a fairway the almost... So much oh. on Saturday. I didn't know how to play it because I don't normally. I'm not normally there. <laughs> well, I
0: was I was landing on the fairway. I don't know. Only, about on, you. A, only
1: <laughs> on the second half of the nine that yeah. I actually started playing. So
0: yeah, that, that, it's always hard to get going. I mean, Saturday was my first time golfing, and we were saying at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. So that felt good to get out there. Shot a 51. Uh, the Bulls are still a team. Yeah, they're they're still there. I guess I. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard anything from that or- organization in a while. So, congrats to Bryson. I'll uh, be keeping an eye on him down the future. He's one of the he's one of the future stars for for golf. Uh, so, on to basketball. The Lakers and the Nuggets play tonight. A lot of Nuggets fans and people that aren't Lakers fans are a little upset after that last game. Mm-hmm. Um, the refs kind of, you know, some people said. The refs gave the Lakers a little bit of an advantage there at the end after they squandered their lead that they had late. But right. then Anthony Davis drills that three. Doesn't really matter. Wins it anyways. Do whatever. Say whatever you want. Lakers are up 2-0, and they play tonight for game three. Who do you got tonight? Do you think the Nuggets can uh, kind of at least steal one here, or are they going to wait until they're down 3-0 before they win four straight?
1: <laughs> well, I feel like the Nuggets got to win tonight in order to at least have a chance because if the nuggets win tonight and they somehow pull the magic out of the, the rabbit out of the hat again and lose game four and then they're down three one and then win five six seven like that's just nuts to be that down every series of the playoffs like how um I watched the highlights uh of the last game and I was like man the Nuggets almost had it like yeah. I didn't even <laughs> think about like the rest doing anything with the Lakers like the Lakers just had like that last second shoot AD drops it in and from what I could see in the highlights like the Nuggets gave a fight against the Lakers so I want to go with the Nuggets tonight just because I want them to at least get one win before they're eliminated. <laughs> so I'll go with the Nuggets. It, I,
0: I kind of agree with it. It seems like they gave all they had in game two, and it wasn't enough. Right. Like maybe, maybe there's like one more gear they can click themselves into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I feel like it's more on the side of they're waiting for the Lakers to have a bad night instead of right. them having a good night. You know, because if the Lakers are just on, they're gonna win. That's just that's just facts. But if the right. Lakers are off, they're shooting bad. Whatever the case may be, yeah, you might steal a win. But I don't think LeBron. If they go up three zero three one, I don't think LeBron is gonna do what the Clippers did or the Jazz. Yeah. Yep. Celtics heat tomorrow night. Miami's leading the series two to one. Celtics finally got on the board there. Yeah. How are you feeling about game four in your Celtics?
1: I think they'll take it. I think now that they have Gordon Hayward back, they got their normal rotation in. I mean, obviously, Gate or Gordon Hayward is kind of on a limited <clears throat> minutes still because uh, of the ankle injury, but we'll see. I, I still think they can take game four, and then I still think it's going to go to seven with the Heat.
0: Yeah, I just feel like the Celtics should win. Like, it'll yeah. probably still probably take seven, but I just feel like the Celtics have so much talent. I feel like mm-hmm. they should be running away with this, but they're struggling, especially down the. Street. They've had to make, they've had big leads in all of these games, yep. and That's they been their biggest problem. Them. Yeah, they can't close. They can't close it out for some reason.
1: Yeah, they build the lead and then they start playing conservative, and they don't keep driving that lead up, and then the Heat get on a. Or the opposing team gets on a roll and then the Celtics are playing down a couple points and then they have the all star in the last minute to win the game. So it's I wish they would just kinda
0: Can we say the Celtics are the Falcons of the NBA?
1: (laughs) Well, the Celtics at least know how to get it done though. The Falcons don't know how to do
0: it. (laughs) They can close out a couple games at least. (laughs) Yeah. Um God, I can't wait to talk about that. The Stars (laughs) and the Lightning for the NHL. They play tomorrow night. Series is tied one even. And then baseball. This is the final week of regular season baseball. So from what I saw via the standings, Mm -hmm. the the teams that are in the eight seeds are probably going to be the team in the eight seeds pending a major collapse, especially for at least the AL for the AL the closest team to the A seat is the Mariners and they're back like four or five games. Hmm. So right. <laughs> I pending There's a disaster. The... Yeah. I don't know who the teams are. Once once it's confirmed, we'll talk about who the teams in the MLB playoffs are, but I'm not too concerned about it right now. It's, it's yeah. baseball. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like <laughs> what a dodgers world series probably unless the yankees can get healthy and go on some kind of stretch in the playoffs
1: yeah because
0: the the yankees are just they were super good and everyone's talking about them and like everyone gets hurt and then they're a disaster and they lost like my god it was like 14 out of 17 whatever the whatever the number was it was Mm -hmm. crazy they're doing terrible and then they start hitting home runs again and, and then you know espn jumps on the bandwagon again look at the yankees they're hitting home runs <laughs> oh my god and now they're good again like right i don't know tj says stars in seven that's you know based off of what i'm hearing because i've never watched any of these games the lightning <laughs> are a little slow out of the gate you know they lost game one it took a little bit of magic for game two to get the win easily could have been down to nothing um uh, yeah stars are looking better right now from my sources which is like everybody on social media that pays (laughs) attention to hockey and i don't so we got likes from josh thanks josh tj got gave the gave the like kyle eggleston gave us a like kyle put out a couple of good articles lately on his website we shared one of them to on and off the field. Uh, our our uh, Facebook page. So make sure you all go check that out and then just be a dad podcast, which I think is TJ's podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's somebody's podcast. <laughs> Somebody owns that podcast. Um, so we're going to move out of other sports because we're done with that. There's not, that's just who cares. There's football on. So we're going to jump into <laughs> NFL news. Holy crap. You know, I'm going to jump out of order here, but holy crap. What just happened? What? What just happened in week two? Why everyone? You know, it's funny. Everybody hates preseason. Nobody wants to talk about preseason. Everyone mm-hmm. hates. It. Everyone's let's reduce the preseason games. Let's get rid of preseason games. Everyone's sick of preseason. <laughs> Nobody wants it. And then their favorite player tears an ACL, and now everyone in the comment sections of social media is like, "Should I had a preseason?" <laughs> <laughs> Preseason, it matters. You need preseason. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world we live in. People just like to flip and flop as soon as it affects them. Um, sorry. For other sports, the SEC returns this weekend as well. For those who watch college uh, college football, I do not. In a regular season, I might watch some college football, but this year seems like such a disaster. <laughs> like. Ohio state is going to be starting up here and they're only going to play a seven game season uh, with their like one game playoff. And then Clemson's just going to roll the entire ACC. It, it just seems pointless to me right now to have a college football. So like, it's not obviously it matters to the kids for me as mm-hmm. someone that is not directly impacted by college football. All right. I, just, I don't care. I guess, you know, Notre Dame's playing well. So Notre Dame against Clemson, that'll that might be a good game. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, all these injuries, holy crap! <laughs> I, do you? I just want to. I want to get your opinion, yeah. so everyone's clear. <laughs> are these injuries because it's 2020, <laughs> or are these injuries <laughs> because there was no preseason? There was a limited off season. Because we talked about it pretty much every week leading up to week two, mm-hmm. there's a couple of soft t- tissue injuries over here. Someone pulled a hammy. Someone's yep. got to sit for a couple <clears throat> weeks, and then week two it exploded. So, yeah, do you blame it on the the pandemic virtually because of no preseason and a, and a shortened off season?
1: Yeah, I, basically that's, that's what it is. I think you people. I think the NFL literally took the preseason for granted. And, oh, we don't need that. Like, obviously this year they didn't need the priest. They didn't have to do the preseason because they were trying to maximize off season training, get ready for the regular season. Like, obviously if they, if they would have pushed the season back a little bit, then they could have snuck in a preseason game to at least help these guys get conditioned. I don't think the conditioning was there in the offseason programs that the players we're following obviously a lot of these players with torn ACLs are pretty much stud players and they know how to keep their body healthy I think it's but I think the physical contact of live football in the preseason is lacking so their bodies aren't conditioned when it comes to week two and now you've already done gone through one week and instead of a preseason game where the second game they're not playing as much now you're playing so you're still playing a full game, so now your body's like worn down. If you didn't recover enough in during the in the week, now you're more susceptible to injury. So I really do think it is a preseason game situation and then the off season training being short.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly surprised Ben Roethlisberger is still playing. <laughs> Me too. Let's be honest here. Young studs like Christian McCaffrey, you know, he turns an ankle. Saquon Mm -hmm. tears an ACL. Nick Bosa, ACL. Um, Their other defensive line, Solomon Thomas, ACL. You know, Bruce Irvin's a little bit up there in age, but, you know, defensive end, we talked about him, ACL. Marquise Blair for the Seahawks, ACL. ACL, ACL, ACL. Hasn't ACL ever been talked about in a good way? Like that's whenever you talk. The only reason an ACL <laughs> ever gets brought up is when it tears, and yep. you're talking about like the guys out for the year, surgery, recovery yep. process. No one ever goes. There goes Saquon Barkley into the end zone, twenty yard run. Man, that ACL looked real good on that run. Like no one says that. No one ever. <laughs> no one ever talks about ACL in a good right. way. Yeah, but man, I I feel like it probably was trending on Twitter. I don't. Oh, I I'm sure. I can't
1: confirm that,
0: but <laughs> you know, at this, at the way week two went, I wouldn't be surprised if ACL was a hashtag everyone was using. Yeah,
1: week two brought to you by hashtag ACL.
0: My God, <laughs> is there? A, brought to you by ACL doctors everywhere because they're all about to make a lot of money. Oh yeah, all these doctors watching these torn ACLs going, oh, I get to operate on Saquon Barkley this weekend. That's gonna be so cool. <laughs> Uh? <laughs> <That's been it>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, we were talking about it before the show i believe and you know my my football teams were not affected by any of these injuries my fantasy mm-hmm. football team i i i didn't lose anyone i went zero three just mm-hmm. strictly because my teams suck um mm-hmm. but man C- christian mccaffrey and saquon barkley those were the first two picks in virtually every single draft. Yeah. And now one's out for the year and one's out like four to six, almost eight mm-hmm. weeks maybe. Yeah, not, yeah. not good for <laughs> fantasy football. Yeah, if you had that 49ers defense, you might want to drop yeah. them. Yep. Gosh, just a terrible, terrible weekend for injuries. Hopefully, we hope they all recover. We hope they're all Okay. And the Giants are going to sign Devonte Freeman, Devonta yeah. Freeman, to fill the void for Saquon, and then also Blake Bortles was signed by the Broncos to replace Drew Locke, who I don't I don't oh, know if Drew Locke's done for the season. He has mm-hmm. a big shoulder. It's a he, they call it a severe uh, shoulder strain, something like that. So he's going to be out for you know at least eight weeks, probably if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blake Bortles making his NFL return to go play. over. Wow. yeah. I guess they didn't entirely like the way that their backup came in and played. Um,
1: oh, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah.
0: Driscoll. Uh, he looked okay to me. I don't know. I thought they were going to roll with Driscoll and then they come out of nowhere with the Blake Bortles signing. I don't know why. Well,
1: they could need backup for Driscoll. That's fair.
0: Like, I, I, they haven't announced a starter yet to be fair so right i colin kaepernick's out there still i guess moving on <laughs> sean payton john gruden pete carroll Vic vangio and kyle shanahan and all have been personally fined one hundred thousand dollars And their respective teams have been fined an additional $250,000 because they were not wearing their masks during a certain point in the game. Let me make this entirely clear, because I know at least for Pete Carroll, he was wearing a a mask for most of the time. But yes, there were points where his mask was off. So they were fined heavily, heavily for not wearing a mask big question mark Mm -hmm. the players aren't wearing masks and everyone was tested these tests all come back negative so what what what's the what's the big deal here why are you fining coaches a hundred thousand dollars for not wearing a mask when you have over 53 players walking around the sidelines just willy-nilly breathing all over each other why does it matter
1: nah, just, it just conf- yeah. it confuses
0: me i don't understand it
1: yeah i mean i i, I can see it as the nfl like kind of taking that like that firm stance and like we're not we're like we set out these rules for a reason like we're not out of the clear yet like yes we're like doing all this testing and luckily in you know, week two no one came back positive but there's still there's still a risk I mean, like, and the NFL just is really trying to look out for the league, itself, the league itself, I think, and just trying to make sure that they can continue on the season.
0: Like, yeah, I, don't I, get I, me wrong. I, I'm not anti-mask. Right, like, I wear a mask wherever I go. I, it just seems like an odd scenario. And I guess as I sit here and think about it, some stadiums are allowing fans, and mm-hmm. the fans are obviously not tested. So if there's fans breathing all over the place... I, I guess I would be able to understand why you had to wear a mask, but you just players that are not wearing the mask. So like if the players had to come off the field and then put their mask on when they're mm-hmm. on the sideline, I thought that's what we were going to do. Honestly,
1: I thought like, that's what it, I thought that's what the rule was. Like, or you're right. Cause they I mean, were do the,
0: players... in the helmet one for a while, but then that just right. dropped. So I thought they're going to wear one when they're on the sideline maybe, but apparently not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. that's a lot of money, though. That's so a lot that's, of money. That's 500k just off of coaches, and then 1.25 million dollars of team fines. I wonder so, where that money goes. Well, then I better put it towards something good. Well, that's what I was told on social media. Somebody yeah. warned me that it's supposed to be going to charity. I I don't I don't know what charity. I would like to do some digging. I would like to see the receipts (laughs) of what charity that money goes to. Because that $1.25 million towards any charity would be amazing. And I would praise the NFL if they did such a thing. Yeah. I I just want to know if it's true or not. Real quick, real quick, just because it affects you. Week three, PFT power rankings, number one and two, Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens. Fine with Mm -hmm. that, right? Yep. Number three is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Number four. The New England Cam Newton's. <laughs> yeah. Number f- four. And then you know who's right behind them? The Buffalo Bills. And then right behind the Bills, the Green Bay Packers. Right behind them, Tennessee Titans. And then right behind them, The Saints at number eight, who just got done losing to the Raiders. Hmm. I just wanted to hear your opinion on that because the Patriots need to be much lower than number four.
1: Oh, yeah. Much lower. They can be top. I would give them ten.
0: Because then uh, that would put them behind that would put them behind the Bills, Packers, Titans, Saints, and Bucks.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know the Titans I, I'd be I could flip flop those too
0: yeah I would I would put bills I would basically just bunch bump them up bills at four Packers at five Titans at six and then Patriots at seven right before mm-hmm. the Saints because I don't like what I'm seeing out of Drew Brees and then the Bucks I'm still skeptical on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady so I'll put them at eight but four is way too high
1: yeah no, it is really high and that's that's the uh that's the media bias of the oh, yeah. New England Patriots there that I've that we have had for the last twenty years and it needs to go away now. <laughs>
0: and it's still there. Tom Brady's <laughs> gone, but now it's Cam do and so they're still riding him. Casey having a close call against the Chargers, are you still that good or were they exposed on Sunday? I have been saying this how long have I have I been saying this? I don't know how it's been I don't a even, while, know. yeah. It's been for since last season I know at least since last season I've been saying this the Chargers mm. play Kansas City ridiculously hard every single time the Chargers yeah. are like minusculely close to having the number of the Chiefs they were they were overtime away mm-hmm. that close from beating the Kansas City Chiefs and they play them like this every single game. they have been doing this first for a couple seasons now and the only reason yeah. they've been losing in the past is because they have Philip Rivers, and Philip rivers is a terrible quarterback now they have the rookie come in justin Herbert. he played fantastic we'll talk about him in a little bit but the that defense just knows how to handle patrick mahomes right. they just do and it showed again so were they exposed i'm gonna say no because the chargers have been doing this for a couple seasons now and teams are just like not paying attention to it apparently because other teams are getting burned still by kansas city so mm-hmm. i i don't think they are exposed but the chargers played them how i thought they were going to play them and that was very well um one last piece uh week one kevin Bayard was actually the week zero nfl pa community mvp which is i don't know what that means week zero but week one <laughs> is actually Cameron Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he installed his first little free library, providing 24-7 access to the treasures of reading while promoting literacy for underserved Pittsburgh communities. And as always, here at On and Off the Field, we like to take things one step further. Here is Cameron Hayward's foundation, the Hayward House. And... This is, you know, sometimes when I go to these players foundations on their websites, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty poorly built. Not going to lie. I don't know if they yeah. just kind of get pushed to the back. I don't know if they don't care about them as much. This one is very good. The one thing that I can't find is a mission statement, which is a little unfortunate. But this is he he wrote a letter to Pittsburgh about his asthma But Cameron Hayward has had asthma his his entire life and still made it to the NFL fighting it. He carries an inhaler everywhere he goes. You can read about his story and the Hayward House story in the About Us section. Uh, The team is the 97 team. People that donate, you know, a couple of partners, stuff like that. And all their causes. They have a lot of stuff. The Literacy Project, which you just talked about. COVID response. Um, Which one do I want to show? Sacks for Kids. He donates money for every Steeler sack Cam and his teammates get. And look where it goes. Oh, look, look at where it goes. The Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania. We do the Boys and Girls Club of America. Uh, we could have done Rochester, but we decided to branch it out. But, yeah, he's donating money to uh, Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania.
1: Nice. I thought that was
0: pretty nice. Yeah. Craig's Closet. Hayward House is excited, and that's Craig's Closet. Bring new, gently used men's dress clothing through December to their salons, uh, sports clip salons. So the high school males can get them and get ready for interviews and stuff like that. Then you can get involved, you know, sponsorships, all these donations you can make. And one of their upcoming events is a uh, get back to school event that they're doing, you know, backpacks and, you know, mm-hmm. to, to take some kids and go shopping with them. So, yeah, it's a really good website. you can learn a lot on here. Um, something that I that I'm going to start doing for the show is each foundation as their, as a player. So last week was Kevin Bayard. I -hmm. plan on reaching out to the foundation to get a representative on, maybe do an interview. And then same thing. Mm -hmm. We'll do that with Cameron Hayward for the Hayward house foundation. We'll hit this little contact button and uh, we'll see where that goes. So
1: yeah. Nice.
0: That is his foundation so thank you very much as our off the field portion of the show let's jump into the week two recap
1: yeah oh.
0: week two in a nutshell everybody got hurt all right have a good day um, <laughs> man, it was crazy though it was yeah, just it, was. it just seemed like on every play someone could get hurt you never knew who it just you just felt like someone wasn't gonna stand up. And I was waiting for mm. it to be like Russell Wilson or Chris Carson again. Like someone was just gonna go down and oh my god. Whew. righty, So our first game was the Thursday night game. The Cincinnati Bengals played Cleveland in Cleveland and the Browns get the win thirty five to thirty. It was a good game, surprisingly. Um, yeah. Joe Burrow, he's he's doing his best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's pretty much it, all it is, yeah. He's trying so hard. He does oh. look
0: like an NFL-ready quarterback. To be fair, mm-hmm. he looks like a quarterback. He is doing very well. He is constantly running for his life. That offensive line is terrible, and he barely has anyone to throw the ball to. A.J. Green's dropping balls which is, mm-hmm. you, know, you know you're in trouble when A.J. Green is dropping balls. T. Yeah. Higgins is not as good as we all thought he might be out of Clemson. He's a rookie, but he's a rookie, so he's, you know. Right. Um, Joe Mixon, everyone loves Joe Mixon. He doesn't seem like a three down back. He just, right. he has trouble running between the tackles most of the time. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah. But Cleveland. I got, I got ripped up because one of my takeaways from this game was Cleveland's got an offense. Let's see if they can go on a run. And people lit me up. They're like, oh, it's the Bengals. They haven't figured out anything yet. Like, all sometimes all you need is a push. Mm-hmm. And sometimes playing a bad game to actually, like, put together a game plan and execute it, that's all you need. So yeah. now... My other takeaway was this offense no longer is a Baker Mayfield offense. This is a Nick Chubb cream hunt. offense, And they are ready. They look like they're ready to roll. We'll just have to wait until week three. But do you have like major takeaways
1: from that game? I mean, I I think that's that's pretty. I think you pretty much covered all of them. I mean, I, I, I watched the highlights on the game. Because it was news to me when I tried to turn the game on that it was only that only Thursday night games are only NFL Network and they're not doing like the simulcast, simulcast like with Fox or CBS or anything. So I went to look for it and I'm like, uh, "What?" So I watched the highlights the next. I watched the highlights the next morning. So I was. I, I mean, it looked like Cincinnati was trying to come back. Joe Burrow was, you know, trying to not necessarily play Superman, but be smart about what he did with the ball. And I think there's so much potential there now Like he's, I think he's shown that he has the potential to be number one. It's the reason why he was the number one overall draft pick. Um, but yeah, that Cleveland running game and look out.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a two headed monster that if used properly could be the best in the NFL by a lot that's just two very talented running backs um yeah i'm pulling for joe burrow but the bengals it's it's hard to win in cincinnati what's what's it going to be like let's say three years down the road joe burrow's got it figured out they built Mm -hmm. up their offensive line through the draft let's say they brought one in from free agency you know t higgins is rolling a couple other people are rolling you know they've got another They just build up and it's a young team. What happens in like three years? And Cincinnati is a playoff team, like those headlines are going to be insane. You know, Joe Burrow turns around Cincinnati, now a playoff team. That's that's exciting to think about. Yeah,
1: I mean, that that three that that the if you look at being three years out, like that's probably what the NFL media would call normal. So, like, if he were to do it this year or even next year, it'd be all over the front pages. Like, Joe Burrow, Superman, did everything, like MVP all day. And I think if you're looking at the three year, like, let Cincinnati build a team, build through the draft, build through free agency, build the right way, and be like, and be smart with how much you're spending in the salary cap. I think th- looking at three years down the road, I think. Yes, it's a big deal. I just don't think we'll see it in the media as being as big of a deal because it's been it have been three years since he was drafted. But I see your point though. Like that's gonna be a big deal for Cincinnati. Like Carson Palmer couldn't do it. Andy Dalton couldn't do it. Joe Burrow's gonna do it in three years and hopefully get them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I don't I just don't see anything before two years being humanly possible, just right. based off of the human dumpster fire. That is that front office. <laughs> the Buffalo bills went to Miami and down the fins, uh, yeah. 31 to 28, a little bit, a little, little close there. Durf. Yeah. Little, just a little, just a little close. That's just all right. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I watched a little bit of this game cause it was, it mm-hmm. was blacked out for me. Uh, I couldn't watch it. I watched as much as I could. It was Josh Allen. <laughs> Yeah, and my God, Again. I I swear I swear to God, Fred, I swear <laughs> to God, if Russell Wilson has his MVP campaign this season and Josh Allen is right <laughs> neck neck with him and he wins MVP, I will kill Josh Allen.
1: Oh, I mean that that's the t- those are the two names right now. It's Russ Wilson and Josh Allen, not Lamar. Josh Allen.
0: Can I, without you getting mad? Say that he played the Jets and Dolphins. So let's pump the brakes.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> is I it a little bit fair? I, it's a little, a little. I'll, I'll give you a little there. But <laughs> first time he's at a 300 yard game and first time he had a 400 yard game. Like the offense is just clicking though. That's, yeah. that's the thing with the Bills. Like they figured it out. Like, this is K-Gun 2.0 from the 90s. Like, literally, like, I, I'm i pretty sure the Bills only run offense for eight plays in the third quarter, which is where Miami started to creep back up. But then they came back in the – and they got the ball back in the fourth. Oh, here you go. Touchdown. Here you go. Field goal. Like, nope, oh, there you go. There's your points. Like, it's, they're just they're clicking. Like, the, the, the throws are there this year and no yeah. interceptions.
0: Yeah, no interceptions. That He's playing smarter, too. Um, real quick, TJ, are the Raiders that good? They're 2-0. and Am I buying them? I. It's tough. It looks like yeah. they're playing well. Josh Jacobs carried them in the first game, and then Derek Carr carried them in the second game against the Saints, and Derek Carr played great. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the Raiders later in the show once we recap that game, but am I buying or selling? I would like, I, I, am going to wait. It's hard to buy in on week two. I I know we're all excited. Football's here. And we've seen a lot of exciting things, some different things. Yeah. but It's week two. I'll definitely keep my eye. I'm impressed with the Raiders. I'm very impressed and I'm happy with what they're doing. Darren Waller's a beast, but I'm going to, I'm going to wait because they have a very, Hard stretch coming up here for the Raiders. Very hard stretch. Oh,
1: yeah. um,
0: they have to go to New England, and then they play the Bills, and then I think they have the Buccaneers on the docket. Yeah, it's going to be a tough stretch for them. So if they can make it through that stretch and still be above 500, then I'll buy it. Um, Yeah, but the Bills, they compensated for a little bit of weakness on their defense. A couple players are out, but Josh Allen is playing lights out. I think he was, what. here we go, cue the music, things off the top of my head that may or may not be right. Josh Allen is one of now four players in NFL history to go 600-plus passing yards and six-plus touchdowns and zero interceptions through the first two weeks. Just basically having crazy numbers through two weeks. And Russell Wilson would be there as well, but he had that interception that went off of Greg Olsen's hands and... Greg Olson oh. didn't even get another look for the rest of that night.
1: <laughs> he didn't deserve it.
0: No, he didn't. <laughs> some people, some people might have thought, you know, since it was Cam Newton, Greg Olson was kind of, you know, maybe he dropped that pass on purpose.
1: Oh, you never know. They, they were, were all excited to, to see each hugging. other before the game.
0: Yeah, they were out there hugging, not being COVID safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh let's see here. The Rams pooped on Philly. Jared Groff yeah. threw all of his touchdowns. All three of them to Tyler Higby. Higby is just picking up where he left oh, off. Yeah. You know? He's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I watched most of this game. <laughs> no fans in the stands. It's all audio that's controlled by somebody. This, this, this brave soul put in a booing soundtrack <laughs> multiple times in this game as Carson Wentz made bad passes. He threw a bad pass on a third down. <laughs> he missed a wide open guy. He threw an interception. They started playing booing soundtracks for their own quarterback in Philadelphia.
1: <laughs> oh, when's when Carson Wentz's time is ticking in Philly? It's I feel like it's done. It, it's yeah.
0: <laughs> Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are are done. They have you a lot Doug of Peterson money too. Oh, absolutely. A lot of money went into Carson, so they kind of yeah. have to just leave him in there and say, <laughs> right. you know, just just try to do a little better, you know, please. Mm. Um, but I, I think the time is the clock is, yeah, it's ready to strike midnight here for the mm. for the entire Eagles organization. They got their Super Bowl, time to blow it up. Uh, <laughs> and then the Rams, they just. we I was wrong. <laughs> you know, I'll admit what I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, I like to admit when I'm right, but people are yeah. like, oh, but you said blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I'll say when I'm wrong. I don't care. I thought the Rams are going to be last in the division. They're 2-0, and and they're looking great. I mean, the defense, Jalen Ramsey is, is shutting it down. Aaron Donald, he shows up when he needs to show up all the time, and that running game and Jared Goff off, off of play action is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, TJ's a big fan of the head coach. I believe he means Doug Peterson. And, no,
1: it's how at the Raiders.
0: Oh, you're talking about Gruden? Yeah. Yeah, Gruden, Gruden's a good dude. He's on a 10 year contract, so he's definitely got plenty of time to try and win. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his second year of his 10 year, $100 million deal. People forget that he signed that 10 years, $100 million to head coach of football. Yeah, team. Patrick I,
1: Mahomes yeah. in the first year, first one for 10 years.
0: Philly is becoming the new Browns at least the Browns have talent though I'll I'll never understand the <laughs> enigma you know everyone said Philly was going to be great win the division compete in the playoffs with mm-hmm. who with who Deshaun so, yeah. Jackson the guy's 50 years old Carson Wentz <laughs> coming off of two serious injuries back-to-back years With who? Who are they competing? They had to move their Jalen Mills on their corner over to safety because they were out of safeties because Malcolm Jenkins left. Who are (laughs) they competing with? This team has no one. Yeah. And it was confusing me from the start, and now it's showing up in real time. So, Um, yeah, the Bears beat the Giants. Saquon, he was struggling, 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 and then boom, season's over. I don't know. It was a, it was a typical bears giants game. It was ugly. And the yeah. Bears got, it really got got was. Yeah. You watch this one.
1: I watched the highlights. Oh, okay. I did, I did check Ooh. out the highlights. I, and I'm glad I only watched the highlights because it yeah. was, it would be not worth three hours of my day to watch that full game.
0: <laughs> I don't think I ever turned this game on at any point during the day. Yeah. This one had no pull. This one had no pull in factor for me. Yeah. Um, this one I should have turned on but I thought it was a blowout so I didn't watch this one
1: mm. but
0: until I saw the final score and I was like Whoa, what huh <laughs> yeah we we touched on it at the beginning of the show the Dallas Cowboys get their first win well I, Mike McCarthy gets his first win as the Dallas Cowboys head coach and in an, an epic comeback against the Atlanta Falcons Uh, You know, in a a year 2020 Where everything is falling apart It's kind of nice To see something Normal happen Get (laughs) get back to some normalcy And that's the Atlanta Falcons Blowing 20 point leads I don't understand how Uh, you can put up 39 points and then just Stop scoring Right to be fair, for the Falcons fans, Julio Jones dropped a touchdown pass. There, I said it. But people drop passes all the time. But, you know, there you go. You're happy now. You blew a 20-point lead. And when the... that Everything happens. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott has, like, three rushing touchdowns. Thanks a lot. I have Zeke Elliott on, like, all of my fantasy teams. Appreciate <laughs> that, Dak. But... The offense goes off in the second half, and then everything comes down to this onside kick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I saw the highlight of the onside kick, if I was Dan Quinn, if I was the special teams coordinator, I would put in my resi- resignation resignation right there. I would have resigned after seeing yeah. my team do, do that, that your team didn't know basic because that onside kick was terrible yeah it was just like i guess his goal here was to spin it and then i guess maybe if a falcons player tries to pick it up it spins off his hand and then you know there's contact that maybe that was his goal i could see that but this Mm -hmm. ball barely traveled 10 yards before someone touched it. it it did travel the 10 yards and then everyone dog piles on it At about five yards traveling, there's three, four, five Falcons surrounding the ball, and they're like, don't touch it. All you had to do was pick up the ball. Yeah. You had to reach down and pick up the football, and you won the game. (laughs) But for some reason, they didn't know basic football rules, (laughs) and they're like, wait, it has to travel 10 yards, and then it travels 10 yards, and then the Cowboys pick it up. (laughs) I don't know how Dan Quinn survives this. You can only only pass the buck so many times Mm -hmm. because they have fired coordinators and assistant coaches left and right, but Dan Quinn has somehow survived. I don't know how he gets past this. I don't know how he hasn't already been fired. I would be embarrassed to continue this season with Dan Quinn as my head coach.
1: (laughs) That'd be like probably one of the earliest firings that they ever did it.
0: And he deserves it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I talked about it last week, though, too, when when they played the Seahawks. I'm like, something's not right here. And it's they're about ready for a reboot.
0: And, uh, you know, to be fair, I thought their defense could have been better this year. That's Mm -hmm. why I was scared when the Seahawks were going to play them. was because, you know, they've had a lot of injuries on their defense in the past, but now they're all healthy this year. You know they yeah. had everyone back. Like Neil is back at safety; he's great safety. You know everyone was healthy again, but they're still bad. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It just,
0: it still isn't working for them, no matter what. I, it's the sadness factory over there in Atlanta. So go to go back to TJ. He said Philly's the new Browns. I say the Falcons are the new Browns because they have all that talent and they just yep. keep losing as well. At least they put yeah. up some points, but um. Yeah, here you go. On paper, the Cowboys look scary, and that's the T-shirt. <laughs> that's the T-shirt I gotta make. I'm working on it. Hey TJ, let me know if you would buy that shirt. It's virtually just gonna be like the Cowboys symbol on there, but I'm I'm thinking about you know putting the Cowboys symbol on a piece of paper, and then the the logo on it says America's team on paper, because <laughs> everyone always calls that. Oh, everyone always says Cowboys best team on paper. Well. <laughs> At some point, you have to put it on the field. Nate Sudfield to the rescue for the Eagles. Um, I highly doubt that since he wasn't even active last week. They put Jalen Hurts as number two quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jalen Hurts the rescue, maybe. Uh, yeah. Green Bay blew out the Lions. Yep. You know, between Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, it was an absolute slaughter fest. Yeah. That's about it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: Did anyone get hurt in that game? Um, not that I'm think. aware of. Yeah, I don't, not that I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I drafted Kenny Galladay in multiple fantasy football leagues. That's not panning out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a game I tuned into. Yeah. I don't know why there was a, this one pulled me in for some reason, and it was probably <laughs> strictly because of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, but like I was watching a lot of it, and then I turned it off at one point because the Titans scored a touchdown. It was like Johnny Smith's second touchdown, and uh-huh. they went up. They went up like thirty to like thirty to not a lot for Jackson. I mm-hmm. was so like, all right, this. I thought this game's over. Yeah. Next thing you know, Gardner Minshew, baby, <laughs> dude. He's not a bad quarterback. No, he's just stuck in a terrible situation. He, he can toss the rock, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, cause he, he dropped in that touchdown over to, uh, the running back that you have on your fantasy football team. Uh, he caught a beautiful pass in the end zone from Gardner to tie up the game. Unfortunately, you know, they had to punt it away and then Tennessee drives down the field. They get the field goal unfortunately but my god so good so good minshu mania which we'll talk about a lot on thursday because it's minshu made oh, yeah. versus fitz magic yeah and there's, all, there's already some smack talk for that um ryan fitzpatrick he was asked i think he was asked something about beards versus mustaches. He says the mustaches versus the beard. I think the beard is cooler. Guys that grow mustaches mustaches have patchy sides shots fired. And then Gardner Minshew comes in and says, I'll let mine speak for itself, but I'm going to have respect for my elders, especially when they're much, much elder.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fun.
0: Gardner Minshew is the greatest human being on the planet. I love that man so much. Um. No, the only cowboy shirt I'm buying is Moose Johnson jersey. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but he's out to dinner. See you later, TJ. Thanks for tuning in the show. Always appreciate you being here, brother. Um. So yeah, but the Titans and it's it's already coming full. Four. I'm surprised by Ryan Tannehill. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. he's playing very well. But Derrick Henry is. Y- y'all can go back to calling him a bus whenever you want. I'm ready. <laughs> I told you. I was already ready. I was on, you know, you, you guys can come on my bandwagon whenever you want. I'm, I'm accepting of all people that want to call Derrick Henry a bus still. He had one very good stretch last season. I'll give him that. But yeah, everyone forgets that before that historic stretch he had last season, that he was a pretty mediocre bowling ball or running back at best. Uh, I think we lost we lost Fred to internet. Oh, there oh. he is. He, oh, there we go. He's back. He's back. I'm surprised you came back because it, it kind of blacked out there for a minute.
1: I'm surprised too. Yeah. So
0: you can, are you going to come over to my Derrick Henry is a bus bandwagon yet? Or are you going to wait?
1: Oh, no. I'm jumping on. Nice. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Because he had 31 carries for 100 yards last week, which is. Mm-hmm not that impressive I don't know what the yards per carry is but that's not that great when you have 31 carries well it's less than
1: 4 I can tell you that
0: yeah and then it's probably like 3.3 right somewhere around 3.3 roughly yeah somewhere around there and then he didn't even get 100 this past week The, the Jaguars kept him in check pretty much the entire game but that was a good game I was disappointed that Jacksonville lost but did you watch any highlights from that one
1: I did not.
0: All right. That's fine. All right. And the Colts and the and the Vikings. You know, I had people telling me, because I've been on the Phillip Rivers sucks bandwagon for a while. Um mm-hmm. for you know, everyone everyone doesn't like to believe me on that one. But you know, I had people riding, riding me all weekend after Phillip Rivers won this one. Oh, there you go. The Colts 28 points. They won. They had the ball for pretty much the entire game because Philip Rivers or uh, Kirk (laughs) Cousins throws three interceptions. He passed for 113 yards in the entire game. Mm. He took a safety for the second straight week. I believe this is he threw 113 passing yards. Stefan Diggs caught 153 passing yards. Stefan Diggs caught more passing yards than Kirk Cousins threw as an entire offense to the game. There's a fun fact for you. Ding. Jonathan Taylor looked very good obviously I mean behind that offensive line I'd like to think any running back could do good
1: yeah <laughs> um,
0: yeah the Vikings are the Vikings are in struggle city baby riding they that definitely track.
1: are um, they are setting up I, camp there
0: I saw a couple of pictures of Trevor Lawrence in Minnesota Vikings gear Oh. Uh-huh. I I don't know if they're that bad. I think they're going to have to compete with some pretty bad teams to get Trevor Lawrence like the Jets <laughs> and the Giants. Um but yeah, I don't I don't think that it's going to be that serious, but man, this team has I, I who would you blame more for as and then we will move on? Who would you blame more? Would you blame Kirk Cousins or would you blame or um Stefan Dings departure or would you blame Ste- Kevin Stefanski's departure more on their losing ways. I feel like I would blame Kirk Cousins on this. Just straight up Kirk. He just sucks. Just blame him. Yep. All right. That's fair. I think it's a little bit a mix of everything, but yeah, he's he just stole $84 million from this organization somehow. The San Francisco 49ers lost their entire team to injury but still beat the Jets 31 to 13. Adam Gase should be losing his job. Literally any second now i yep. would like to think
1: yeah the jets are a, a giant if the <laughs> oh oh the bangles are a dumpster fire the jets are the dumpster fire next to them that got thrown into or that got a gallon of gasoline thrown into at the same time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and that gasoline was adam Gase taking like cocaine before his presser when he got hired <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, that's a moment ingrained.
1: <laughs> the googly eyes. <laughs>
0: what do you think about being the next head coach of the New York Jets? Where am I? The, new, the Jets. Oh, God. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady got his first win with the Buccaneers over Carolina. I'd say Tom Brady had an exceptional first half, and then something happened in the second half where they just, I think they stopped trying, maybe. I, I don't know. Damn. I think Tom Brady played well. He played better, but I think I feel like there's still more to be had. But Chris Godwin was also out of this game, so to score 31, still not that bad. Carolina, they have issues. Obviously, young team. We've talked about them in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, CMC goes out with an ankle injury. Arizona beat Washington 30 to 15. Yeah, Cardinals are deadly. Yeah. I mean, Washington has a great front seven mm-hmm. that can sack your quarterback whenever, but Kyler Murray's a mobile young gun. It's, you can get the ball out fast and you can get out of the way of pressure. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a team you're going to have to keep your eye on very closely come playoff season.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler Murray has like this, he's different than how like Lamar, Lamar Jackson runs with the ball. Like, Kyler's like, he's very evasive as compared to Lamar, like tries to juke everybody out. Like Kyle, I, I saw a highlight where Kyle was just like running zigzags, like through the field and he's just trying to miss everybody and everyone won't hit him. And he's like, I'm just going to run here, then run here then run here. So yeah, he very much reminds he's got me a of Russell running Wilson. style, but he's yeah.
0: Cause that's how Russell Wilson used to be. He's yeah, not going to like outrun the, you. The, Mm -hmm. yeah he's just evasive he knows not how not to get hit that's probably because he's like five foot six (laughs) like he he probably (laughs) can't take a hit or else he'll die so he's very evasive that's something he learned early i'm sure in his career yeah uh let's see here yeah kansas city and the chargers we talked about them early in the show because we were asked about it from tj Mm -hmm. the chargers just know how to play the chiefs they just do yeah, on defense, they and they finally almost got that win. They almost got over the hump, but um, they a couple of odd decisions on offense mm-hmm. for the Chargers. For one, they gave the ball back to the Chiefs uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, giving them yep. a chance to tie it up. And then in overtime, you got a fourth and one. And I know you're on your side of the field at this point. You're on like your own forty, but. You got to know right. in overtime you get the first possession against the Chiefs. I don't I at this point, I don't care if you go for it on fourth and one and don't get it. I'm fine with that because you got to know if you're right. punting it to the Chiefs in overtime, you're going to lose. Yeah, like that has to be a known thought in your head.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean it was that was the part of the game where I'm like, oh, here we go!" It's Patrick Mahomes' time. He's gonna, he's gonna figure out this defense and just get the win.
0: Yeah, and he, he did it with his legs, did it with an arm. Mm-hmm. He he just he wasn't gonna let that opportunity slip in overtime. If he has an opportunity, he's not gonna let that game get away, and he didn't. But Justin Herbert got called up because Tyrod Taylor had something any
1: chest issues chest, yeah chest injury
0: couldn't breathe or whatever
1: yeah he uh he uh aggravated it during warm-ups so it was kind of like a little, little last-minute decision to say here you go Herbert. yeah
0: let's go very last minute like he just hey, he's just he's just doing like little fun warm-ups over there he's like yeah just tossing the ball i'm just gonna be the backup he gets a, hey you're gonna start today oh shit i can just actually try and warm up now oh my god <laughs> talk about pressure yeah first first game getting called up last minute to play against the chiefs and patrick mahomes he played great
1: he did he played he, really well
0: outstanding football from from him so tyrod it should be official i don't think it is i think there's actually a lot of hate right now for the chargers that tyrod actually might come back and be the starter still i don't know why and <laughs> He played exceptionally well. Justin I Herbert mean, should definitely be the starter from here on
1: out. This is literally what happened to Tyrod back in the Browns. Baker comes in for him, and that's it. Herbert like Alex Smith starts-
0: story all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Any anywhere Alex Smith goes, he goes out for like one game because of injury and he gets taken over by some backup. <laughs> and you know, a couple people are saying, you know, it's not fair to Tyrod Taylor. That he gets a that he would get his starting job taken because he was injured. Ever heard of a guy named Drew Bledsoe? We <laughs> <laughs> already brought up Alex Smith. Um there's a couple of examples out there already of people losing yeah. their starting jobs to injury. It just happens, it's the way of the game. So
1: yeah.
0: Uh Kansas City does get the win overtime. Baltimore beat Houston 33 to 16. I don't know what you want me to say
1: that's why they have the easiest schedule this year
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like every single week it's gonna be like this with Baltimore they have oh, the at, easiest yeah. schedule we're just gonna walk up here and be like they beat the team <laughs> good for them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just what it's gonna be all season
1: yeah
0: until the playoffs um <laughs> yeah big game here Seattle beat New England yeah the 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 th- thriller. My God, Russell Wilson five touchdown passes. Um, yeah, let let Russ Cook is obviously working, um, and it's you know yeah. I think the misconception is let Russ Cook means just throw the ball one hundred percent of the game. No, it means Russell Wilson gets con- full control of this offense. Right. A play is called by Brian Schottenheimer, the offense coordinator. <laughs> Russell Wilson goes up to the line, and he either runs that play. Or he sees he sees something he likes, and he changes it to whatever he damn well pleases. <laughs> <laughs> and if that means it's fourth and five, and he wants to chuck it forty yards down the field, Godspeed, son. Go do it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are upset with, um, you know, this game. You know, great game um, so far. Russell Wilson has nine touchdown passes and eleven incompletions. Stat of the day, um, but. The big, the big gripe everyone had from this game was near the end of the game, under two minutes, like a minute thirty left. It's third and third and one, third and two, and Russell Wilson decided to throw the ball deep and misses the target. I think it was Tyler Lockett deep, instead of maybe just you know run up the middle, pick up the first down. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody against the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs last season. Russell Wilson sealed that game on a third and short with a deep ball to DK Metcalf. So let me just remind everyone: just because the play doesn't work, doesn't mean it was a bad play, right? Hey. It's the Seahawks throwing a pass from the yard one line, one yard line in the Super Bowl, doesn't mean it was a bad play call, just a bad yeah. result. And then the yeah. same thing: Cam Newton tries to run it at the one yard line uh, in this game and doesn't get in. It's not a bad play call because the Seahawks haven't been able to stop it all night. It just didn't work. Yeah. But I see the question you asked here. Why did cam not bounce it out outside of the goal line on that last drive? Uh, is that what you mean there? Why did it bounce? Yeah.
1: Out? So if you watch the video, the highlight of him on that, la- that, that play, he basically is running. I couldn't tell you what he would call it. He's just running like directly in a direction. Uh, like where he's supposed to go with the line, like the hole's slightly there, but there's now a Seahawk in his way, with a Patriot guy like on the ground, like they're like they're in his way. So what does he do from the three yard line? He dives. Why are you diving nine feet away from the goal line? With You're...
0: the ball still tucked into his arm, he's not even like right. reaching for the goal line. Yeah,
1: yeah, like he should have seen. If he would have bounced it out and went wide, he would have been in or he would have been a lot closer. He could have used the the lateral distance of the field and went towards the pylon to put the ball in the end zone. But yeah, I don't think he knew where he was in the field. And that's what somewhat worries me with Cam Newton in in New England.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, you know, it seems weird for a guy who was an MVP and was in a Super Bowl to say that the pressure got to him because he knew he was going to be in charge of that play, that he was yep. going to have the ball and he was going to have to put it in the end zone. I think the yep. pressure got to him because he said he watched the play after, and then he went and did an interview, uh, post game interview. And he said, rewatching it, he should have bounced out. He's he's, he did. admit yeah. That should have been what he did. But the, the play call was the guard was supposed to pull, but Bobby Wagner came out the middle and kind of, bumped the guard off the route so the guard wasn't able to pull and make a right. hole bigger for Cam Newton. So the play got blown up right there. Um, I've watched that play so many times. You have no idea. I've watched it from so <laughs> many angles. But yeah, it was it was a good play by the defense. Not a good play from Cam, but my Hawks get the win. Super happy. Yeah. Um, the Raiders beat the Saints. And we already talked about the Raiders. TJ brought up the Raiders a little bit. Yeah. I mean, are you buying them? Or are you just going to sit
1: and wait? It's week two. So I'm not buying, but this is like, if say I was looking at something like a new car or like a new set of golf clubs, I'm doing my research right now. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at the reviews. I'm looking at what's trending at the team. What changes have they done? What are new features for the team? I'm not quite there yet to buy. I need another week or two. Like I'm like I'm not. I haven't convinced myself enough to buy into them yet. So I need more information to see it. That's kind of where I am.
0: Yeah. Once I see Derek Carr hit Henry Ruggs on that mm-hmm. deep route, then I'll buy it. But right. he missed a couple of those deep balls last night. He had him with at least two yards of separation at one point off of Malcolm Jenkins, but he missed that throw. Mm-hmm. So. If he if that connection can click, like, I mean, it's a new connection. It's it's yeah. a quarterback with his rookie wide receiver. I mean, you have to let time grow there, but mm-hmm. if that starts hitting, boy oh boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be dangerous. But my main concern comes with the Saints,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and granted they are missing Michael Thomas, but you know, Michael Michael Thomas does not play defense. <laughs> No, he does. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins played terrible football last night. And I would say the only thing they did well last night was contain Josh Jacobs. You know, mm-hmm. Like contain Josh Jacobs. Right. You know, they, they did their best, I would say. Um it was not a good game for it was a very concerning game from the Saints. I am concerned. Yeah. And if you just lose Michael Thomas and you end up playing like that. 10 penalties, 120 penalty yards, I think. Oof. Uh just undisciplined offense. Yeah. Drew Brees missing throws all over the place. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, which is supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in the league, Drew Brees barely had time in the pocket. It was a bad game. Very bad. And I would and, and I I just got done saying last week the NFC' South will run through New Orleans. I'm not so sure anymore.
1: Yeah I, it, yeah, it almost seems like they're like a, they're like a frail like China doll. like when everything's all the pieces are together, they're great. <laughs> but as soon as like the China doll loses like an ear or something, it, it's just disaster. like it's just gonna fall apart. There's no consistency with the team. Drew Brees doesn't look like himself. Like he looks like he's on his way out. Like we all—I I mean, I think he is. I think this is probably his last year on his way out. The defense didn't do a great job. I mean, Derek Carr for the Raiders—he's a very—he's a consistent style of play, and he's only—he's been that same kind of way, not taking a ton of chances. He's a little on the conservative side. I didn't watch a ton of the game. I watched a good amount of the game last night. Uh, starting a little early this morning, so it was kind of hard for me, but the Saints know what kind of quarterback he is. They know that he's going to go to Darren Waller. Darren Waller blew him up in the middle of that defense.
0: 13-14 catches?
1: Yeah. My God. So, I mean, yeah, the Saints are... It, you, you don't want to be like, oh, the Saints are falling apart. Well, something's clearly not right in New Orleans, and they yeah, maybe it is what it's going to be. Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take South and it's going to run through Tampa? Like it's it's possible if Tom Brady gets his whatever figured out his 40, what, 43 year old 42?
0: Yeah, I don't forty
1: two yeah forty <laughs> three yeah yeah gets forty three year old body moving the right way, then uh, yeah maybe they will be a uh, the Saints will be traveling to Tampa to try to get that division.
0: Yeah, everyone thought nfc south the division to watch it's going to be epic everyone's going to be you know these these squads are going to be double digit wins impossible Mm -hmm. to stop but here we are tampa bay tom Brady still trying to figure it out we're not sure if they're going to figure it out this season they're still working out some things the saints big question marks after that raiders game the falcons we already talked about the falcons my god (laughs) (laughs) who knows what they're doing And then, obviously, the Panthers. Who knows? Maybe the Panthers win this division. They figure things out on offense. And they... (laughs) This is anyone's division, man. Yeah.
1: This is literally turning into NFC East all over again.
0: It's a mess right now. There's a lot of potential for any of these teams to to blow up. but.
1: You know, I will say, the positive about the Raiders, their stadium is pretty cool. (sighs) That
0: stadium is sexy. That Torch, torch...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Was that nice?
0: As soon as I saw that, I was like, man, they actually did it. They yeah, they did it. They made this stadium cool. And you can make as many jokes as you want. People are calling it the Roomba Stadium, you know, the Death Star, whatever <laughs> whatever you want well, to call it. Death Star is it. cool, though. Death Star is cool. Someone called it, like, the toilet bowl. They put, like, a little toilet on the top of it. <laughs> nah, man. That stadium is dope. <laughs> they, yeah. I want to go to it. If, if the Seahawks play the Raiders, death. I'm going.
1: I heard they're gonna call the Big L, Big what? The Big L, Al. Like oh, A-L. Al. Oh, Al. they said the like Big L. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 Big Al for like Al Davis.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, a, I, that's, a, that's good.
1: Like it's Allegiant Stadium, but uh, you know, yeah, kind of playing words there, but yeah.
0: Yeah, the nickname there. Yeah. Big, oh, I guess yeah, Big Al Allegiant, but Al Davis. It yeah. kind of works. It
1: works either yeah. way.
0: All right. Well, I think that's our show. I think so that that's our recap um we did pretty good on picks that's a very good weekend on picks hopefully your guys's fantasy teams aren't in complete disarray we'll pray for you uh and i guess as we leave as always hey Durf, give these people some advice would you
1: protect your nuts